Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast today. My guest is Michelle Emick. She is the co-founder of Ask Us Beauty Magazine and my coach MD. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm doing great, Brad. Thanks for uh, asking me on. Thank you very much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us. I appreciate that and I appreciate you. So let's jump right in. As mentioned, you are the co-founder of Ask Us Beauty Magazine. You're also the co-founder of my coach MD, a plastic surgery coach, and you are also an author. So for those people who might not know, what is a plastic surgery coach? That is a great question. I get asked that a lot. We are the first, I guess I'll say me, but it's a partner and I, we are the first step in the cosmetic journey. So what we do is we answer all those initial questions that you have prior to going into the doctor's office. The industry is, you know, it can be overwhelming. It can be scary. And so we try to make it a great patient experience by getting you set up for success. So we will, you know, start with really identifying the needs and goals of Mm -hmm. you as the potential patient. And then we'll, you know, give you as much support along the way as as possible. Some people work with us just initially, and then other people, we're with them all the way through pre and post-op surgery. So So are you partnered up then with plastic surgery clinics then? Is that how that works? That's a great question too. We're independent. So we are actually hired by the consumer. We do not get paid by the doctors. There's very strict rules and guidelines on that. There's stark laws in place. So we have doctors that we certainly have worked with, pretty big Rolodex of doctors that we know that we would say, hey, here's some great doctors in your area. We always recommend, you know, the the potential patients seeing two to three doctors before making a decision. But, you know, we certainly will, you know, guide them to it. But we don't get any kickback on the the back end, which would be nice, but we don't. (laughs) But okay, so I'm curious because I've had a plastic surgeon on the show named Jacqueline and we were talking about the whole pre-surgery consultation process. So, I mean, don't most clinics have the doctors that sit down and do these consults and help guide them in terms of, is this surgery right for you? Is that surgery right for you? As opposed to what you and your business partner do? Yep. The consultation that we do never replaces the doctor consultation, but doctors are very busy and doctors did not go to school. They went to school to become surgeons. They do not have the same level of communication that somebody that really has one-on-one experience. So we dive deeper into more of the, you know, again, the patient experience side of it. Usually you get five, 10 minutes in front of the doctor. You know, some doctors do a more thorough, the doctor doesn't want to sit and, you know, talk for long periods of time, you know, and then go over financing and what's your budget and who's your support system and and all of those things. So really doctors love working with us because we're essentially setting a vetted patient through their door. 
you makes know, their so process easier. Yeah, it makes their process easier. So they love it. They're like, and we don't tell patients, you know, the, the biggest thing is because I've been 20 years in the industry is, you know, we educate them. We don't, you know, I always tell everyone, I'm like, I'm not the doctor. I don't claim to yeah. be, but I do have enough knowledge to get you set up so that you're excited to walk through the door. There's, you know, the majority of people never even make it through the doors because of fear. You know, right. it's a very intimidating industry. And so, you know, again, it just, it, it would never replace the doctor, but it makes their job a little bit easier. Right, right. So what were you doing for work before you got into the field of being a plastic surgery coach and all the other entrepreneurial hats that you currently wear? I spent years in the weight loss industry and worked one-on-one with patients and kind of, you know, worked, moved my way up the ladder with really kind of, you know, more in leadership roles. But I I always, the foundation of everything I've done is been that one-on-one consultation. So what I did was I essentially took my experience that I learned from that industry and brought it over to consulting patients in the plastic surgery field, which were very similar because it was all about wanting to look and feel your best and and making a positive change for yourself. And so what inspired that jump then for you out of, I don't want to say out of that industry because it's in, you're in similar industries, but into the realm of being a plastic surgery coach. Yeah. I mean, I really fell into it. I come from originally from a small town in upstate New York. Nobody got plastic surgery, especially back then. I mean, the, the, the industry has completely changed, but back yeah. then nobody, nobody had plastic surgery or if they did, they certainly didn't talk about it. I don't think we even had a plastic surgeon in my town, but I had answered an ad. I mean, really that's what it came down to. I answered an ad. I didn't know what I was doing. I saw an ad that said, if you have experience in the weight loss industry or fitness or this and that, and you want to make six figures, you know, apply for this yeah. job. And I was like, well, you know, I'm 21 years old, 22. I'm like, yes, I want to do that. <laughs> so I went in not knowing I was completely green, but I went in and I did extremely well where the, you know, the owner of the company said, you know, who are you? Like, we've never had somebody schedule this many patients. And I said, yeah. well, I'm just doing what I knew, which was one-on-one consulting, right? right. I really, I loved people's stories. I've been a storyteller my whole life and I love listening to people's stories and, and how we can help them. But quickly came upon me that it was so much bigger than what I was doing because we were helping motivate and inspire people. And so I really, and I'm a person, I love knowledge. I love learning. So I really dug myself into like learning as much as I could. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time with the doctors and, you know, just educating myself on the you know, the procedures and so forth and, you know, did it for years and Mm -hmm. then kind of went into realizing that there's so much misinformation out there. And that's really what I talk about is kind of, you know, really the the foundation of everything I've done is empowering others so that they have a, that they feel like they can make good decisions for themselves, Yeah, which is why I went into coaching, you know, more personally. Right. So how long ago then did you found or co-found, sorry, um, my coach MD? It was in 2018. So I, I've worked for several corporate national chains. I did work with a lot of private practices. We'd go in and acquire plastic surgery offices, really learned all the ins and outs. So in 2019, I said, you know, I'm going to step outside and really kind of focus on twofold, which is the business. We work with consumers and then we also work with practices because what's great is we receive feedback from the patients, you know, mm-hmm. so if they go on three consultations, they're going to come back and say, here's what I liked about Dr. A yeah. and here, Dr. B and C, here were the challenges. I wasn't yeah. greeted properly. They didn't answer the phone, whatever. So we have a whole separate side of the business where really it's operational efficiency and, you know, that whole patient experience. So we were able to really capitalize on both sides. And, you know, I would say that's probably 50% of the business was really, yeah. you know, coaching and developing offices to 
to what can they do to really be high, provide build up that experience. patient experience. Absolutely. Yeah. So and we're doing that same thing with the magazine, by the way, because we can do the same thing. It's, every, yeah. you know, surveys and feedback. We all need that's, it. That's it. And that's exactly <laughs> it. That's how you, you improve, right? Is yep. listening to your, your people. So in the field of plastic surgery, I read that the ratio of male versus female surgeons is five to one. That is a pretty staggering statistic and difference. What are your thoughts when you hear that stat? It's one of the reasons why you see, not to say we'll never feature male doctors because I love the male doctors too, (laughs) but we really highlight female aesthetic leaders. It's starting to change. It's slow, but it's starting to change. But yes, I feel strongly that we need to uplift our female docs. And that's why you see them in every magazine and you will continue to see them. I love it. So obviously with social media, advertising, et cetera, we're constantly being reminded of what is considered beautiful nowadays. And there's this incredibly unrealistic standard of beauty that's being created, which has led to feelings of inadequacy among women when it comes to beauty. What are your thoughts on how we as a society can start to take the power back and shift that way of thinking? You know, I think when it comes to that, I think it starts within ourselves, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. what are we focusing our attention on? You know, if we're constantly highlighting it, then it's going to, you know, it's going to keep growing, right? What you focus on, you know, grows. And so we need to be the ones that make a difference, which again is why it always circles back, you know, on my end to our magazine, because we're putting out different images and we're highlighting beauty from the inside out because- I wrote a book about it. I know, well, I'm sure we'll get into that, but really it comes upon yourself. And I know myself as a woman, as a mother, I want to make sure that I'm putting out the right messaging. It's going to be slow moving, but we're, we're, we're making steps. We're making making strides. We're making strides. Yeah. Yeah. We're heading in that direction. I think we're trying. I mean, we just, I just got done um, doing an interview with Jess Weiner, who is a cultural expert. She's featured in our January issue and she championed the Dove campaign and the Mattel Barbie campaign. And, um, you know, she really, she works, she goes in and works with corporate, you know, organizations, Fortune 100, 500 companies on, you know, all of that inclusivity. And so it's, you know, people talking to people like her is exciting. And this is why we're highlighting people like her inside the magazine. For sure. Now, I'm going to assume here, which I probably shouldn't do, but I'll do it anyway, (laughs) that working in the industry that you do, you're a big advocate of self-love, body positivity, women's empowerment. Can you speak to a little bit about what those things mean to you on a personal level? Well, they mean everything. I mean, that's really what it's all about. I having met with thousands of women and seeing, you know, women are hard on themselves. And, you know, we've got, again, these standards of beauty, these ridiculous standards of beauty and so forth. And so, you know, everything I do is really professionally is to drive that messaging of self-love. And yeah. it's not easy. I mean, I don't, anybody would be lying if they said they weren't. We're, we're all very, you know, hypercritical. But again, we it's the foundation of what we do For sure. in our business. So what does the word beauty mean to you? When you hear that word, what, what do you think of? What comes to mind? Well, it's interesting you ask because we ask every person that's inside our magazine, celebrities, athletes, mm-hmm. uh, doctors, we ask them to define beauty. That's mm-hmm. kind of our signature. For me, it's very simple. One comes to mind, very simple. For me, it's feeling. It's about a feeling. I think beauty is a feeling. It's really hard to describe, but you know it when you feel it. Yeah, if you feel beautiful, you look beautiful, right? Yeah, Absolutely. What is one common myth 
about your industry that you would like to debunk? Oh, I love that question. <laughs> We're not an. I'm sure there are many, but no, there's one many. But I would say one. one that really stands out for me now, these days, and these times we're in, is it's not an Instagram highlight reel. I mean, guys, come on! It, yeah. It's you see this little thirty second clip, and somebody's you know shiny, their skin's shiny, and their <laughs> buttocks are round, and their breasts look nice. I mean, yeah. that is so. <laughs> There is so much that goes into leading up to pre-surgery, post-surgery, the yeah. healing, the everything that goes into it. And people are so quick to be like, oh, I want that. You yeah. know, it, it's, it's that immediate self-gratification. And it, that's, it's far from that. That I think is such a huge problem with society today is this immediate gratification that we're always looking for. We've become so impatient in the world right. today and we need to get back to the old way of, you know what, you, you want something, sure, you can have it, but you got to work for it. And you got to wait yeah. for it. Things it's can't not, happen like that. That's not the way and it it's works. The, it's now, I mean, it's gotten worse than ever, right? Now, people yeah. don't even, everything is like, scroll, scroll, scroll. That doesn't entertain me. I'm going to move yeah. on. And, yeah. you know, and then it, like, again, in plastic surgery, it's like, oh, I want to look like that. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, I used to laugh because people would say, what do you do for a living? I'm like, oh, I look at naked bodies for a living. But, <laughs> you know, people come in and be like, I want to look like, you know, Beyonce yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, well, first and foremost, you don't have that shape. Like, exactly. that's not even and where that's, you're starting. That's and it you're right there. 70 right? pounds overweight, like yeah. liposuction is not going to do that for it. But it's just, it's this mindset because we've, you know, this is the world that the social media has created. It's highlight like, reels, right? It is I a mean, big highlight I, reel. Yeah. I, I think that in your industry as professionals with what you do and with what doctors do and all of that stuff, we have to lower or show yes. people expectate, like set their expectations yeah. properly. That's exactly what we do as yeah. coaches and really kind of laying into my, the book and now the magazine is really setting the proper expectations yes. because you will have a better experience. I can't tell you how many people have had a bad one because they have set the bar so high for themselves. And that's again, why doctors love us because they'll come in like, that's not what I expected to look like. Well, you, it's because you held up a picture of, you know, Christy Brinkley. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, but that's not what you look like. Like, it's not your structure, your age. I mean, there's so many factors. Yeah. But again, this is the world we've created. And, and this big fake before and after where people are like, oh, if I use this face roller, I'm going to have, you know, my skin's going to be tightened. It's like, no. No. But, so that's part of the whole thing is, is, you know, what we're doing is really trying to align people with real, like, Let's real yeah. talk here. Let's yeah, real talk. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it is, right? It's just, yeah. I love that you said that, that, you know, someone comes in and asks you, say, holding up a picture of Beyonce or Christy Brinkley. And, you know, <laughs> first of all, you don't have the body structure to no. look like it's impossible. It is absolutely impossible. No, but to it look can't like even that. tell you. It does it after this many years. And now, I mean, I do everything virtually now and I don't do as anywhere near like I used to because really my attention is over on the magazine but I'll do some I even celebrity like I I said I'm like I'm gonna be the celebrity first plastic surgery coach just doing the next one but even <laughs> people you would think have all this education nope it's still to, even after all these years I'm like wow people really just are clueless yeah it's <laughs> but, well, hey, again that's where help. well you know what though without these people who are clueless in that way, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't have a job. So no, absolutely. No. And so we're, that's why we're glad to help. But it's what drives me is that we can help because yeah. I, the last thing I want is somebody to have a bad experience. Yeah, um, of course. And, and that's really what it comes down to. Like, just educate yourself. Our tagline is kind of like, 
It starts with a conversation and know before you go. Very simply, yeah. know before you go. Go in there. Doesn't mean you have all the answers. I don't, you know, I'm not saying I do, but I can certainly get you to a place where you're like, okay, I feel confident. And that's, that's, that's empowerment. That's for sure. Yes, absolutely. So we've alluded a couple of times to your book. So let's talk a bit about the book you wrote, Blue Collar Beauty, Confessions of a Plastic Surgery Coach. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes, it's my baby. <laughs> I wrote this before the pandemic, which was interesting. And then so it was before even, you know, plastic surgery's even just grown even crazier. But you know, after 20 years, I think the biggest takeaway for me was that the messaging was not matching. So everything we saw was six pack abs and no cellulite. And and I'm like, who are these women? These are not the women I'm meeting with. And I've met with thousands of women. Right. And so I really wanted to get the message out of the real kind of real plastic surgery, the real heartfelt stories, the people that shared with me their most intimate, you know, pieces of themselves and why they were looking to have something done. It's a beautiful industry. I love connecting with people and hearing their stories and helping them make a positive change. So I tell a lot of those stories in the book. I tell a lot of funny stories and stories about doctors working with them. I mean, I got worked with a lot of doctors right out of residency. So some yeah. really funny stories, but just kind of the overall, what it was like to be behind the scenes in the industry. And then of course the takeaways, the biggest takeaway of the book is that happiness starts from within. So you can get all the procedures you want, but yeah. at the end of the day, you got to make sure you're really solid in the inside. And that was what resonated with the book, which came to the next step, which was how do we broaden this platform? Yeah. Which, Well, as they say, right, happiness is an inside job. If you're not happy on the inside, it doesn't matter what you do to the outside. It's not going to change anything. No. And plastic surgery doesn't, you know, it can be a temporary people that feel good for a while, but at the end of the day, you got to do the work or you're just going to be, you're going to keep searching for other things. Exactly. You keep spinning your wheels. Definitely. So what inspired you then to write the book? Really? The main thing was, I believe I'm like, I have a great story to tell. You know, I've worked with national chains. I started when I was 20. Again, I had no experience. I had this opportunity. You know, here I was at, you know, my early 20s. And I started with a company that was uh, the largest facial plastic company in the country. Most of the women I was meeting with were over 50. So here I am in my 20s. I used to say to them, you know, I'm not there yet, but I will be. But they were trusting me. And I, you know, I've always, people are like, you're an old soul. And I'm like, "Eh, no, I believe that. But they would tell me these stories. And I just, I connected so much. And I thought, this is what I want to do. I'm I'm a storyteller. And I wanted to be able to get that messaging out and really just go through my journey, not only just that side of it, but I talk about really the business side and what it's like to work and go get up through the corporate ladder And, you know, how it is for a woman, a young woman and my experiences so that I could, you know, provide those, you know, tips and kind of any type of positive inspiration I could for, for others. I love it. So when did the book come out? When was it released? It came out in November, right before, you know, a couple months before the pandemic, I started to do, you know, I was doing a lot of podcasts and I was kind of rolling around. We were going to do some, did a couple of things at Barnes and Noble. We're going to kind of, and then COVID hit and it was like, ah. And then, you know, we had a couple different things that happened. We had a, a doctor we worked closely that had passed away. And there was just a lot of different dynamics that kind of happened. But when we really stepped back and had time, again, it was like, where do we want to take this? I had over 200 women on my launch team to help the book get to number one. And I just was so enamored by the power of yeah. connection and community that I was inspired to say, okay. We're going to go big, go big or go home. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Community is an incredible thing. It's, you cannot lose with community. No, just can't. It's an amazing thing. It's so powerful. 
It is. And I, in a, that many years in the industry and that many connections and all the thousands, not only the thousands of people I had, I had met with one-on-one, but hundreds of people that had worked for me over the years and different, I mean, or worked alongside me, anything. I was like, why wouldn't we gather this team of, um, you know, awesomeness? Yeah, <laughs> let's, exactly. let's get it together. <laughs> so we've also touched on a, a couple of times, Ask Us Beauty Magazine. You're the co-founder. Can you tell us a bit about the magazine? Explain a little bit more of the content and the audience you're focused on reaching with the magazine. Yes, absolutely. So the magazine, our mission is for, and I say women, but I, I will open it up to everyone. But <laughs> I, and I really do. I mean that. It, it is a, a woman's magazine, but you know, we yeah. no problem. But for women to define beauty on their own terms, because it's about education empowerment, we really do a mix of, you know, mass appeal. We have celebrities, we have plastic surgeons, cosmetic dermatologists, we have cosmetic dentists, we have wellness experts, we have, we really put a little bit of everything, anything that kind of mental health professionals, anything that falls in line under that umbrella, and provide them a platform to share, not only share their personal story, but also you know, education and, you know, on their expertise. Right. And we combine it all together and really allow, again, it's want to come from a place of no judgment and, you know, do you whatever it is, but let's get you in front of the real influencers and the people that know what they're talking about, as opposed to a, some person that's paid on Instagram to hawk a product or whatever. Yeah. We don't even know. Do they even know what it is? Have yeah. they used it? You know, <laughs> are they just collecting their thousand dollars? That that's they got? it. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and that's really what it comes down to. Like, again, we all spent so much time on social media, but I just would sit there and even myself, I'm like, what is, and I tell this story. I always tell the story and I think it's funny. I went on a trip with my my niece and I were in TJ Maxx and she's like, Hey, look at this charcoal teeth whitener. And I was like, Oh yeah, I heard about that. And she's like, let's get it. So we bought it. She's 15. We're putting on, we're like, Oh, look how white our teeth look. So I was interviewing Dr. Pia Lieb, who's a big celebrity dentist in Mm -hmm. (laughs) New York. And she tells me, she's like, that's the worst thing you can use for your teeth. It ruins the enamel. And I laughed so hard because I was like, oh my God, I got sucked in to the reels because I kept seeing those reels with people putting black stuff on their teeth. And they're like, you know, and I said, I love that example because, you know, I do it too. We all do. We see an image and we're like, oh, my mom to this day still watches this one commercial that's on and she's like, did you see that commercial for the bags under your eyes? She's like, I was thinking, I go, mom, that does not work. And she's like, I know, but I saw the commercial. And I'm like, it's marketing. And we all fall prey to it. Absolutely. So, 100%. You know, and I'm not saying everything. I always say, don't hate the hustle, but it's our job. It's our responsibility to educate ourselves. Yes. And that's where empowerment comes in. So we're getting people in front of the people and we're doing it in a fun way, an educational way, yeah. a beautiful way. And, and that's really, that's the premise of the magazine. So was it just a natural progression then from the coaching business to start the magazine? Like, how did you decide? Why did you decide to start the magazine? So I think the the big piece is we're all a subject matter expert in something. And I always use that word expert lightly because, you know, but my piece is plastic surgery, right? Right. Front end, kind of the good, bad, and ugly. So I don't know a lot about beauty. I tell people I can barely put on mascara. That's not my thing, but there's experts out there and I like to watch them or hear what they have to say. So I said, ask us, let's get all those people that have expertise in all these different fields. Yeah. Ask us and we'll provide you the authentic, we'll provide transparency. We'll do that. Ask us and we'll get it. So write your questions in, send us, Hey, I want to know what gua sha is, or I want to know what 
cupping is, or it doesn't matter what it is. Like ask us and we'll get the answers for you. And that's really where ask us beauty came from. So how often is it released and where can people find it? Yep. It is quarterly. It's a 125 page beautiful magazine. It is free on digital. We wanted to make it free for everyone that way, but we also have a print subscription that can be purchased right on our website, askusbeautymagazine.com. You can purchase the subscription and it also includes an all access membership. And with that are all different events, roundtable discussions, you know, live events, virtual events, I should call them. But again, more detailed, like yesterday we did one on hair restoration. We did an IGTV, which will follow up with a long virtual event for people to really dive in because hair loss is a big thing with people think men, but women it's big, especially as we age and our demographic is, you know, kind of that 35 plus, Right, but you know, really diving in with one of the plastic surgeons who is very well versed in hair transplants and some of the non-surgical options. So those are the type of events where people can come get their questions answered. They can do a private virtual consultation or they can hop on with in small groups. And so we really want to create this community of safety as well, where people feel comfortable, just like they do with me. Someone comes to me and, you know, says, Hey, I've spent my whole life, you know, living like a gentleman might say, you know, I mean, you name it, we've seen it, but things (laughs) that maybe feel a little more private, I won't get into two in details, but yeah, that's the type of event, but that's all on our website, askusbeautymagazine.com. Beautiful. How did you come up with the name for the magazine? Yeah. I mean, just the, the whole kind of asking us really ask us, find out the answers, bring us the questions. And um, instead of maybe that paid influencer that you saw on TikTok, (laughs) (laughs) ask us, these old ladies will find you some answers. Okay. We don't, because again, I don't know them all, but I'll find out. We'll get you in front of those people. And then I think the big thing I always want everyone to take away is again, when I say no judgment is really that if you want plastic surgery, if you don't, if you wear makeup, if you don't, if you, Mm. you know, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. It's all beautiful because it's what you define as beauty, not what, you know, um, um, ad advertisement that you saw in a magazine or on TV says. So you being the co-founder, what are your responsibilities with the magazine? Well, we are a startup. So pretty much everything. Um, (laughs) My one of my partners does handle most of the development side. We have, we outsource with some of the the help that we have, but essentially I write a good majority of the articles. I do a lot of the big interviews with celebrities, everything. I have my hand in everything because that's- Wear many, (laughs) many hats. Many, many hats. We actually are doing something great with 2022. We have team contributors. So we have selected people that will write for the entire year, you know, all four articles. And um, we have that almost completed, which we'll announce, but we've got a couple of the celebrities. Um, I always share one of the stories, which is fun. Actress Josie Bissett, who was on our first cover, our inaugural issue. You might know her from Melrose Place for anybody Mm -hmm. out there, my age demographic. She's in a lot of Hallmark (laughs) movies. She was our feature and we hit it off and became friends. And she loved our messaging and said, I'd like to be a contributor in your magazine. And so that happened. And then we have, I can, I guess I can announce that one. We have Ari Zucker from Days of Our Lives. She's been 23 years on there. She was featured in this holiday issue. She also has signed on to be a team contributor. And we have someone in our January issue, I won't say yet, another celebrity who wants to. And they all have something that has to do with beauty and wellness, lifestyle brand. And they're very passionate about it too, which I think is great. And so we're always seeking out people that have a great story and, you know, can help contribute. And it helps me. (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. It takes the workload down. It takes some of my workload off. Yeah. But we want to hear from people. If you're like, hey, I'm a writer or I'm a wellness coach or whatever, like, you know, contact us. We love it. That makes it easy. For sure. What lights you up the most about the work that you do? Say probably when someone, when they get it, when they hear what we're doing, it's, it's, I will say this, Brad, it's easy to do this, right? To hear me speak and to talk about it. We're doing so much, you know, it's like, you can't get me from an Instagram post. You can't get our messaging. We're trying, you know, but I'm not a social media guru. I, you know, and I know there's all kinds of content pillars and all that stuff. Hey, I'm learning, not my wheelhouse, but you know, I'm always learning. But I want that message to come through. And when somebody says that to me, like, I love your mission. I love what you're doing. It's the driving force, really, because I'm like, yes, it resonates. It, yeah, it. That's it right there. It, yeah. Yes, what we're doing <laughs> is having impact. Yes. And that's what we want, right? I mean, I'm going to be 49 soon. I don't have to be doing this. I mean, I really legitimately love it. I love everything about it. And I feel like we're just getting started. We just, we launched this six months ago. I mean, it's insane. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. So awesome. Michelle, what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Oh, that's easy. Tenacity. <laughs> easy. easy. I got easy. this. Easy. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that would, that should be, I should have a tattoo. That I'm, <laughs> I'm like Teflon. I'm like, you can't break me. You know, I I'm love like, it. I, I mean, I started selling, you know, before you could even have, I was selling, had lemonade stands when I was, you know, which a lot of the, a lot of people that were in sales did, but I mean, I even sold vacuums. I mean, I laugh about my early days because I was always like, I'll get a job, you know, but I've heard no more than I've heard yes. And it doesn't stop me. You can't tell me that I can't do something. That's the key right there is to not let it. those no's deter you because you're going to get no's. It's, it's going to happen. I get them all the time. I, yeah. you know what I get, you know, it's now the biggest thing is the ghosting. I said, you know, women talk about, women, men talk about dating ghosting. I'm like, how about let's go to professional ghosting Yeah, because I get ghosted all the time. And I, I mean, I laugh sometimes. I'm like, wow, it doesn't matter how much work you've done, who you are, you get the blow off a lot, but you can't take it personal and you yeah. got to keep working towards it. I know it took a lot of work to get Layla Ali on the cover, but I, that's who I wanted. I wanted her and go. I was like, we're going to get her. And we did. And it's been great. And she's amazing. But I, I think that's the biggest thing is uh, you got to keep, keep going. Pushing. Yeah, keep for pushing. Sure. For sure. So speaking of success, Michelle, how do you define that word? What does the word success mean to you? I would say really to me is accomplishment. I guess accomplishing what I set out to do, whether I win or lose. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. That's successful to me. Love it. Hey, I try, you know, that's I don't it. always win. I love to win, but I don't always win. But no, of course I, I went not. out there and I did it. And that's success to me. Love that. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? I would say, that's a good question. I would say that probably this was in the first magazine, but really just understanding that everyone has a story and it's so easy to live in a place, you know, to be in that place of judgment. Something my mother always says that, you know, I know she would say, oh, thank you for acknowledging me. (laughs) Is my mom would always say, show grace. And I didn't really fully understand what that meant until I got a little bit older in life, but it's so true. You know, it's so easy, especially, and I kind of go back to sales. I I would say, I can remember somebody saying to me one time, like, oh, do you want to go see that person? Like, they don't have any money. You know, I'm not going to bother. And this is, this is reality. And I would say, yeah, of course I'm going to go see that person. You know, I just innately did because I don't, I don't, my brain didn't really go there, but 
the person came in and ended up having, you know, a lot of cash and was like, yeah, this is what I want, whatever. But I just thought it's just those little examples of you look around like, wow. And that's just one story. But I mean, there's so many stories of people, we don't understand what someone's going through. So if somebody's like, hey, you know, flipping you off or somebody's angry about something, it's not you, Mm -hmm. it's them, it's their issue. And so don't take it personal and just show grace and show compassion and really just, you know, worry about yourself. I tell my nine-year-old that all the time. Cause she'll, this person says, I said, you need to worry about yourself. How did you react? How did you respond? Yeah. That to me is more important, you know, always kind of remaining in control. Well, when it comes down to it, that's all we really have control over is ourselves. ourselves. That's it. Right. Right. So, So and you don't, you don't know what kind of day someone's had. You don't know what's going on in their heads. You don't know what's going on in their lives until you've walked a mile in their shoes. You have no idea. So So you're right. Just show grace. Yep. Show grace. It's all good. I love it. I love that. (laughs) <laughs> Michelle, I'll tell my that? mom that she'll appreciate yeah. it. Cause it's, yes, <laughs> yes. Tell mama that for sure. What was a turning point in your life and how did that affect you? Probably the biggest turning point for me was I had walked away from, I was working at a corporate job. I worked there for six years and traveled 48 weeks out of the year. All, I mean, I was all over the country opening plastic surgery practices and they had brought on some new executives to the team that really did not align with my beliefs. And I had to make a tough decision of do I stay or do I, do I walk away from something that I felt that I was, you know, I kind of considered myself like a founder, you know, I'd grown up with it and it had been my life for six years. It was probably the toughest decision, but I knew it was the right decision. And it ended up being the best decision. See, sometimes, you know, the decisions that are the toughest and that we think are shitty that we have to decide or shitty happening turns out to be the absolute best thing that could ever happen for us, right? 100%. What advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Well, a couple things. One, I would say, educate yourself. You know, I've trained so many people over the years and I would say, follow the doctor, follow that doctor in and out of that room as much as you can learn as much as you can learn his language, you know, learn how because doctors are tough to work with. I've had some tough ones, but I always turned them, you know, I was able to get them I'm, <laughs> because they saw that I have a real true, genuine respect for what they do and vice versa. I've had many a blow. I've made a few doctors cry over there because I'm like, you know, this is mutual. I'm helping you. I'm setting you up for success and making, you know, so let's make sure this is mutual. I don't have MD next to my name, but I got some other things, but educate yourself and also listening. Listening is the number one key in that, in that (laughs) job. I mean, really understand where the patient's frame of mind, where they're coming from, because so many times people are so quick to, you know, someone says they want something and they're already moved to step three, four, and five. Yeah. You got to follow the steps. Listening is a skill that I think not just in, in your industry, or I think just in life, we as people need to practice and learn that skill a lot better than we do. People don't yes. actively listen. No. And honestly, Brad, I think it comes back to the social media stuff. Like You're we're right. all on this highlight reel yep. of like, quick, 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 quick. Move, move, move. <laughs> I like, agree with you 100%. You know, how about we shut the phones off and, yeah. you know, Sit down with a glass of wine or water bottle. I don't care. Speak to one another. Let's really, and I love that. That's why I, I think for me, I, I mean, we're glad we offer the magazine digitally, but it's really a sit down on the couch or if you're on the airplane, it is so rich in stories. I mean, I, I can't say that enough to anybody that's listening. Like if this reads like a book, this magazine reads like a book, it is gold. 
And anybody that has really sat down and done it has said the same thing. And that's what we wanted. I'm like, I don't want a 40% ad magazine. This yeah. is not what this is. This is rich content of there stories. And, and we are something so special and so different. Love it. What does the word empowerment mean to you? I think we touched on that a little bit before, but to me, it's really, it's that confidence. It's confidence in yourself and in your beliefs. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions, just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. How would you describe yourself in one word? Well-balanced. What was your dream job as a child? Music producer. What's the first thing you notice about a person? Their energy. One beauty item I cannot live without. Oh, easy chapstick. (laughs) <laughs> Can't live without it. I'm addicted. if you could teach the world one thing what would it be michelle oh to sing that's right <laughs> like to teach the world to sing <laughs> yeah. the coke commercial yeah yeah <laughs> what's one thing you want but cannot buy with money inner peace if you could change one thing about the world what would you change oh so much pain mm-hmm. pain yeah. i would say a lot Last- of people are in pain Oh, yes, for sure. Mentally, physically, spiritually, all of it. Absolutely. The last book or podcast I listened to or read was? Well, the last podcast I listened to was Dominant Stories. The last book I read, which not too long ago, is a book called Life is Too Short, Don't Wait to Dance. And that was with a woman we featured in our magazine. That's seven-time NCAA champion coach, Valerie Condos field That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) (laughs) So for you, Michelle, being in the beauty industry and working so closely with women, obviously women's empowerment is a big part of who you are and what you do. So what do you do to empower yourself and empower other women? Yeah, great question. Always be learning. I mean, I can't stand when people are like know-it-alls, right? Like everyone's (laughs) like, it's like, you know what? There's always room for growth. And just, so I think for me is opening my eyes and ears and just, I always am seeking more knowledge and um, trying not to just, you know, you can be confident in your belief system, but you can still be open to others. And I think that's what it comes down to is that we don't have all the answers, but, and nobody does. So just be open and and listen and, and get some takeaways. And what do you do to empower other women around you? hopefully through the magazine. I mean, I hope that's a big piece. I spend a lot of my time doing that. Obviously I always try to instill that in my daughter and my nieces and anyone around me is, is trying to live a good life and be a good person. And I, I think when you asked me before, I am a well-balanced person. I think I've always been somebody that people have gone to and that comes from my foundation of my parents, but again, providing that education to help people be more confident in the space and, and knowing that beauty really, again, kind of pushing that inside and out. Yeah. What does the best version of Michelle look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? I've always been a pretty solid person in terms of self-esteem. So, I mean, if I close my eyes, I mean, I feel pretty good with life. Could I get a little better shape? Yeah. I mean, I could get in shape a little bit better. Time is always something we all work on, right? So that's probably, that would be the best version. But I I gotta say, I mean, I, I've always been pretty happy with who I am. And and that's because of the people I'm surrounded by and, and uh, how I live my life. Beautiful. Michelle, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice what would that piece of advice be? I would say that life is a journey and everything is a lesson. And, you know, kind of that whole old cliche of like, don't sweat the small stuff. 
Yeah. I mean, everything. And I see this with, you know, I have teenage nieces and just it, everything in general, everything is just over the top, you know? And I was like that too, you know? Mm. It's like, and so you realize as you get older, you're like, it's just not, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> so I would tell myself like, just chill out, you know, just yeah. let it flow and learn from it. Like, what can I take away from this? Good, bad, and indifferent. It doesn't matter. Life is, it's, a, it's like a, you know, a book next chapter, Okay, the story will get better. You're right. I mean, there is a lesson to be taken away from everything that happens in life. Everything. And life happens for us, not to us. That's another thing, right? Yeah. But learning that. But it's hard when you're in that. You know, when you're in that, you're like, and and that's why I always say, I'm like, man, wisdom is wasted on the, you know, us old folk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I want to go back and like, you know, I'm like, oh, trust me on this, you know, but you couldn't have told me back then. I would have been like, no, and that's it. You understand. You can't, the younger generation, they have to go through it. They have to experience, that's how they're going to learn, right? They're not going to listen anyways. It doesn't matter. No, they're not going to listen. But my, my, in my mind, I'm like, if I just, just ingrain it, you know, I just, I try to, with my daughter, just, you know, using the techniques and tools I've learned over the years. And I'm hoping that a little rubs off by the, we got a few more years, but oh my goodness. Lastly, Michelle, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say? No pressure, Brad. <laughs> no, you know, not at all. Not at all. No big deal. You got 30 seconds. What would you say? I, I think the biggest piece would be to connect with yourself and really find out what's serving you and ask yourself those questions. Who are you surrounding yourself with? And what are you spending your time on? Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? And really find that passion, work hard and go for it. Connect with others that you can learn from. But really, it's really sitting in that quiet space and connecting with yourself and get real. Everything always comes back to self. Always. always it's the foundation for self. everything. Absolutely everything. And my favorite phrase, I have to say this one, my mm, favorite yeah. phrase of all times, and it comes from... I have his wife in our holiday issue right now, Robin McGraw. My favorite line, I don't watch the Dr. Phil show, but I've always used this is, how's that working for you? It's my favorite (laughs) line. I've used it all my life because I think it's so funny because it really is kind of like you have to do self-reflection like, oh, you're right. How is that working for me? (laughs) (laughs) So it really is. It's that's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, for sure. Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey. It has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. You are a true inspiration with all the work you're doing. I love your mission about empowering women and, and, and teaching people that beauty and love is an inside job. Happiness is an inside. I love all of it. All that you're Thank about, you. all that you're doing is absolutely incredible work. You inspire me to no end. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Thank you. taking that the time. Means so and much. I'm honored to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Brad. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Michelle Emick. She is the co-founder of Ask Us Beauty magazine and my coach MD. Thank you so much, Michelle. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. You too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.